You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn. I'm the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing at the Wharton School. And right now we have our spotlight segment. And up next on our spotlight segment is Mike Cesario, who's the CEO and co-founder at Liquid Death, which was recently named to Ad Age's America's Hottest Brands. Hello, Mike, and welcome to our show. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So I have to say that I just found out about Liquid Death. I'm, I know, I, I suspect my demographic is not your core segment, and you're not that surprised that I don't know that much about it. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised. It's a pretty surprisingly wide segment, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, you know, it, it's we definitely skew younger for sure, um, and <laughs> younger, a, a lot of punkier. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, so maybe there's other people out there. I mean, it's like I said, it's a hot brand. You're doing cool stuff. I think the guy from Dollar Shave Club is on your is on your side with all of this. I know you've gone all the way through Series C, right, with funding. So there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of money behind what you're doing. There's a lot of support and a lot of success. And it's my bad that I didn't know about it. But oh, it's a really interesting idea. So. I want to. I want you to go back and talk a little about who you are and how you got here. But just in case there are other people out there that were like me and didn't know who it was, let's not keep them guessing. Tell us what Liquid Death is and what your big idea is. Then we can talk about you and talk about some of your stunts because I I think some of the things you're doing could be characterized as stunts. But sure, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So Liquid Death, um, you know, we're essentially a bottled water company, but rather than plastic bottles, we use aluminum cans. Um, You know, this is a brand that, you know, our mission of, wait, why is it called liquid death? Well, because we're helping bring death to plastic bottles because cans are infinitely recyclable. Um, The other thing is there's nothing better than water when it comes to murdering your thirst is like another thing that we do. But the kind of the whole ethos behind the brand was like, we saw, you know, I grew up, skateboarding, playing in punk and metal bands and being in the oh, so culture. So you're the real thing. You are yeah. your uh, positioning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and growing up, I think people were surprised that people in that scene actually did care a lot about health. Like, you know, there were more vegans and vegetarians back in that scene in the late nineties before it was really the more mainstream thing that it is now. And, you know, I think me and my friends growing up, you know, you would only see brands like Monster Energy and junk food, essentially, that would play in the funny, irreverent youth culture marketing space. Yeah, you know, that's right. Or alcohol, right? Like, if you think of one of the funniest ad campaigns of the last 20 years, it's like Bud Light, Dos Equis, Snickers, Cheetos, like Skittles, yeah. like it's all crap. Um, whereas, yeah. like, healthy stuff is usually marketed very quietly, very, very different kind of spin that they put on things. And, you know, we thought there was no reason why, how come junk food is the only brands that are allowed to have fun in marketing? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you did have a famous Super Bowl ad about that. Like you were positioning against like 
yoga waters for uh, women or something. Wasn't that a Super Bowl ad or something? No, 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 no. It was, uh, it, we launched a video before we ever had product. We kind of made a fake commercial to make it seem oh. like a real thing and put it on the internet just to see how would people react. And oh. then the video ended up getting 3 million views. Our page had more followers than Aquafina, and we weren't even like a real brand yet. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> but that made it a lot easier to raise the first round of capital for such a ridiculous idea that people thought it was in the beginning. It was like, oh, liquid debt, no one's going to buy that. But then it's like, hey, we have more followers than Aquafina, and we have direct messages from some of the biggest distributors and retailers asking to talk to salespeople. Maybe we're on to something. Um, that is really, yeah. I actually thought it was so big. I, I thought it was a Super Bowl ad. I, I watched the video and it's very funny. Um, and it's really an interesting idea. Murder your third, you know, killing. Yeah. And some of, some of the ideas you have there are crazy. And it's about water. Uh, like right. we said, you don't think about that. You think about it as, you know, funny, either junk food or beer or something. And in fact, some of the positioning I've seen about this is um, like the beer for people who want to drink water or something. You're kind of, uh, you know, it, everybody else has their beer can. You can have your water can, but you want it to look as cool as the beer cans do, something like that. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of psychology at work and like why it, it's cool. You know, it's it, you know, some people for sure that there's, you know, some people who don't drink alcohol and for them to not drink and walk around with what looks like a tall boy, it, it feels more like they're a part of it versus opting out. But I think just in general, most people, whether you drink alcohol or not, most of the times you've held a freezing cold can in your hand, you're drinking something bad and you're probably, you know, having fun somewhere. So there's always that thing to it just reminds you or just makes you feel like you're drinking something that you're not, you know? Because and to this day, it's still just water. Is it, that's all that's in there is just water. I mean, special yeah. water, but water. No, it's, it's just water. And I think that the water category is really interesting because all the data and everything points to the region, the reason people buy Fiji or smart water or Essentia Aquafina has absolutely nothing to do with the taste. It is complete brand play why people are choosing these brands. So in a brand driven space, I mean, you know, that's what liquid death is. You know, how, we, we're bringing a different category of people into the bottled water segment that is typically dominated by mostly female shopper or user, you know, slightly, you know, older. Whereas we get hundreds of messages from parents being like, my kids will finally drink water now because they think it's cool and I can never get them to not drink soda, you know? And it's like, when before were parents buying premium water like Fiji for their nine-year-olds, you know? So that's a great story we get to bring to the retailer is, hey, we have a whole new buyer that we're bringing into this, you know, uh, so, category. I mean, we got we to gotta pivot a little to talk about your marketing because that's yeah. what it's about, right? That's yeah. what the whole game is. So, I mean, you're going to tell us some of the creative stuff and I've seen some crazy stuff you're doing recently, but, but you also, 10% of your profits go to ending the plastic crisis. I mean, there's a serious part to this story too, right? Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's the whole, that's what makes the, the DNA of the brand. It's like, if it was just crazy, 
it's not that interesting. If it's just do good and quiet, it's not that interesting. But the fact that we can always bring both together where it's crazy and entertaining and irreverent, but it's also doing good and, and you know, something that there is to like feel good about. Like that's sort of what makes our thing unique. Okay, so we got the idea, it's water. It's gonna be water positioned in a completely different way. It's kind of an oxymoron the way it's being positioned. Right. And yet it's in cans, which is better than the plastic bottles and you do have a sustainability pitch on it. So you're gonna come into this with some crazy kind of mixed up, break all the rules. So what was your background? What gave you the right to come in and do that? How, what, <laughs> how did you, how'd you figure all that out? Yeah. So. Prior to Liquid Death, I worked for about 10 years in advertising for creative agencies. I was on the creative side. I was a creative director. Um, and yeah, we used to build, you know, viral campaigns and things for, for big brands all the time. And I think, you know, after years of constantly trying to get brands to do more interesting advertising, because the more you look at actual data, like 90% of people hate advertising like they will pay a premium to not see it like I will spend ten dollars a month on Spotify so I don't have to listen to it that's how much I hate it but I think a lot of big brands are so close to their products that they think everyone else thinks their products are just as interesting as they do and the reality is it couldn't be further from the truth so you know I I always kind of had this vision of like you know Super Bowl was a great example I used to always say why is it that the Super Bowl is the only time of year when brands make good advertising? Yeah, Why would you do it all the time? Too, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this was kind of an opportunity, you know, when I started building the, the idea for the brand that this could be a brand that, you know, enabled me to do all the things that I, I learned in the, you know, working in marketing for, for a decade of what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, even what does a brand of the future look like? Because I think a lot of brands are still operating in the marketing mindset of 20, 30 years ago. But you really think about what are, how are people consuming content now? It's social media is the internet. Like if you're saying I'm going on the internet, you're probably going on social media. That's where you're finding your news or your entertainment or whatever. And how do you reach someone or stand out in that world is very different than what you used to do to run a TV commercial in the early nineties was a different thing, you know? So let's talk about your, uh, there's a couple of things. I'm just going to tell you where I want to, uh, you to think about where we're going to go. Sure. Well, one of the yeah. things is like some of these viral ideas. So when you're talking about social media and you're talking about what I thought was your Super Bowl ad, you know, how that ended up going so viral. And I think, you know, there's a method to your madness and maybe you can kind of unpack it. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you can or not. You said you were a creative director and sometimes creative people are just creative. It's kind of hard to figure out why. So let's talk about that. And then the other thing I do want to talk about just when we get there is the idea that you also sell merchandise. So, and some of that merchandise, which are kind of collectibles and thinking about that idea of the new luxury, which is scarcity or creating these kinds of things everybody wants to have, you're using that also to help fund some of your advertising. So those are like two right. big ideas I'd like to you to think about. So let's start with, you said you're creative, you know, and you come from this, from a heavy metal punk or whatever background, you know, like, which, I, I, you know, I don't even know about that. So like, tell me yeah. about what that, what that 
what people like that think about, what would work, and how you got some of the creative ideas. And then let's talk about some of the things you've just recently made, which are amazing, really kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. Please, yeah, I mean, it's funny, the word viral is a really tricky word that gets thrown around really easily. You know, it's like, what makes something go, I mean, all viral is, is another way of saying like, a hit song or a hit movie, you know, it's like, if you ask Quentin, you know, if you, if you asked, I don't know, a music artist, hey, how do you write a hit song that everybody, that the whole, <laughs> it's like, you almost don't know. It's like, sometimes a song you think is going to be a hit song is a dud. That song that you didn't even really care about and thought no one would care about becomes the hit song. Um, so it, I think the way that we approach marketing is a lot like the way, like, well, one is like, we look at it as we want to make entertainment, not marketing. And the entertainment is just in service of the brand. Um, and when you think about it that way, it, we think about it more like, yeah, how do you write a hit TV show idea? How do you make a hit movie? How do you make the next big thing that everybody loves? That becomes a lot harder and it's less predictable. So we do a thing called small bets where it's like, we try to get a bunch of ideas out in the world and find ways that aren't super expensive when it comes to making them. And then you just find that like, oh, this one thing takes off like that. Uh, it's kind of like throwing spaghetti on the wall only it's with crazy ideas. <laughs> yeah, or like a stockbroker on Wall Street has a portfolio of things because he knows some things are going to hit, some things are going to tank. But overall, you kind of want to be on the up and up if you've got enough things going on. So so, you know, that makes me want to ask, what failed miserably? Like, if you were doing that, what didn't work? Do you have an idea? I, I will talk. I mean, the ones that worked, they're all over the media, so we can look at them. But I'm curious now that I got you here, what didn't work? What was something you thought would work and didn't? Yeah, I mean, luckily, we haven't had any, like, real bad <laughs> failures. I think it's just a matter of, like, the bar that we set for where things have to be, which is that viral thing. How do you spend, you know, $20,000 to produce something, but because it gets organically shared a million times and the press write about it and, you know, the nightly news has to talk about the campaign because it's that crazy or interesting or whatever, that then gets us millions and millions of dollars worth of eyeballs for a very small investment. And that's how, as a small brand, we're actually able to be successful on the national level, because most national brands are spending 50, $100 million, you know, marketing budgets where we can generate a similar amount of awareness with a much smaller budget just due to the, the ideas themselves. So we, we have a really high bar, but I think, yeah, some, like some things we've done where, you know, maybe we tried to go a little bit higher production value and spend a little more money on the production of it but that didn't actually end up helping it when it was a social media only thing. You know, it was like, oh, it did just as well as the other thing we only spent 10 grand on, but we spent 60 grand on this. So we learned like, oh, production value doesn't actually necessarily dictate how well something's going to do. You know, it's more about what is the actual idea that people are reacting. Okay. To. So let's talk about one idea I saw, which, which sure. is uh, the one uh, with Tony Hawk's blood. Uh, yeah. You want to talk that? Um, tell me how that happened, and I think that was one of the ones that went viral, right? Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah, I think it's something like 15 billion impressions. 
Oh my God. So, okay. Had it. So first out in case other people haven't heard of it, tell us what it is and then tell us. So what you're saying is it's not production. It's like, it really is create creativity, getting something that it's about the idea. So this is a crazy idea. So how did this come about? Yeah. So, uh, Tony Hawk is an investor in Liquid Death and, you know, he's a great guy and we wanted to do a cool piece of con- Liquid Death content with him. And um, yeah, this, the, the idea was actually a homage to an idea that the band Kiss did in the late 70s, where Kiss actually put their actual blood in the ink they used to print a limited run of Kiss comic books in the late 70s. And it was like people, you know, if you remember uh, like Kiss in the late seventies, people were like, they're satanic, their name stands yeah. for Knights in Satan's service. Like nowadays look at Kiss, like they have a restaurant in the airport, in the LAX airport, you know, like nobody, but like, you know, I was always a fan of Kiss just because like they were like one of the early, just like shock rock pioneers. And Tony Hawk is a kid in the seventies. He loved Kiss and he remembered that. So we both were kind of excited on like, doing our own sort of version of that. And it was, yeah, the idea was let's print a limited run of liquid death skateboards where Tony, a little bit of Tony Hawk's blood was actually mixed into the ink that we used to silkscreen, you know, a limited run of boards. And then we sold the boards for $500 a piece. And we sold out of them in like, you know, 30 minutes. And yeah, the the video and everything where we documented us actually taking his blood, showing that this is real. It's not a joke. We really did it. Um, Yeah. And then it just sort of took off from that. Well, I so like, that's interesting. So you did tell us a little bit about how the sausage was made, which is, you know, you had an idea in the past that was pretty interesting that worked. And now you're reimagining it for, you know, the new age and for uh, something that's a little bit different here. So, and it exactly, worked again, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, so, and now I know you have another one, which is something to do with a horror movie or a horror film. What, what's that? Yeah, so we actually produced a 45 minute long live action horror movie about killer cans of water that chase these kids around in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it was us, you know, taking a swing at, you know, we started doing longer form content where we did a partnership with Netflix um, where they wanted us to help promote their new zombie movie that was coming out called Army of the Dead. And we came up with this idea to do a 30 minute long infomercial for this ridiculous product that we imagined where you wear this like koozie on your head that holds four cans of liquid death. And the idea is that zombies see heat and because they're freezing cold cans, it'll make your brains invisible to zombies. <laughs> so we made a whole ridiculous 30 minute long infomercial about the product and it was super successful. Like we were running that 30 minute commercial as a YouTube pre-roll where you can skip it after five seconds. Yeah. Like 6% of people were watching the whole 30 minute commercial. Wow. wow. Um, and people loved it and it was entertaining all the way through. And we really took it seriously. Like we looked at it like we were writing a 30 minute television episode that has to have, you know, a beginning, middle and end and an arc. And how do you stay with it and it not just be boring after seven minutes? Um, and it went well. So then we said, hey, 
what if we do something even longer? Like what if we did a horror movie that was live action? And, you know, we worked with a super legit writer who um, was a creator of an adult swim uh, TV show called Mr. Pickles. We worked with the production company called Neighborhood, which wrote and produced the, um, the film Concrete Cowboy on Netflix with Idris Elba. So we had like a, and that's kind of a lot of the liquid death ethos is how do you get super talented, legit people to execute some of the dumbest things you could ever imagine. <laughs> and maybe and it's it just that of, makes it interesting. <laughs> yeah, and that just kind of makes it interesting. Yeah, and and uh, and yeah, it's it, it was really fun, and um, it's now finally up on uh, Amazon Prime, so anybody can kind of like you know, oh well, rent, rent I, the I movie. think I am yeah. going to watch it, which surprised me. I'm Barbara Kahn. This is Marketing Matters today. I'm speaking with Mike Cesario, who's the CEO and co-founder at Liquid Death, and he's talking about how he makes creative um, for his product, Liquid Death, which is a water in a can. And he's talking about advertising where like advertising in and of itself is entertaining, not something you want to avoid. It's something you actually want to watch. And he gave us an example of a long form, which was this horror film, um, Dead Till Death. But you've also fooled around with short form and you play with TikTok too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, social is kind of like our our bread and butter for where we were. So really tell us TikTok. like your TikTok um, strategy and how, how did you kind of figure out what to do with TikTok? Um, I mean, it, in a way we kind of, we always look for where, like what what is the hand we're sort of dealt? Like what cards do we have to play with? And then how do you kind of attack that in the smartest way? So knowing that, you know, we're still a small company and we don't have endless content production budgets where we can go and just shoot tons and tons of our own content constantly at the level that we want. But what we were noticing was hundreds and hundreds of people were already posting funny videos on TikTok with Liquid Death. Oh. So we decided to kind of take the approach of let's be more of a curator here where we're not interrupting the style of the platform and we're finding really creative, cool stuff that people are doing and reposting it and these people are stoked that like a big brand is reposting their stuff and um th that's our general approach of, of how at least in the early days that we've approached tiktok and been able to kind of do so much content there is kind of being a little more of a curator yeah that's a totally different strategy totally makes sense also so yeah. you're doing the creative which is inspiring and then you're kind of collecting what is inspired to push it back exactly yeah that makes a lot of sense. So now talk a little bit about when you decide to make this collectible or when you decide to make the merchandise that goes along with things. Is that for every one of your ideas or like the skateboard one? That was an example where you had that skateboard. That was all part of it. But yeah. how do you how do you decide like is you know, how do you roll these things out? How do you decide when when you're going to do something like that and when you're not? Because I think part of it is the scarcity. If you did it all the time, I don't think it would work. So it's got to be something that you kind of know, OK, this is the thing we're going to try this on. You know, like famously yeah. Supreme did it every Thursday, you know, second Thursday in every month, you know, something like that. And you would they would have the drop. Do you have yeah. some idea like that or is it more random or? No, it's, it's more random. I think, again, when you talk about what kinds of ideas get people organically talking and sharing, we notice that when you create a physical thing as a part of a campaign, it just naturally becomes more interesting because people are like, wait, they really created this thing 
um, as part of this. And it just naturally is, is more buzzworthy than just purely a funny video and that's all it is. Um, so we, we often look for those kinds of things when we come up with these sort of, you know, stunty campaign ideas, like, is there a cool physical product that is tied to this idea? And it's become a thing that we, you know, continually do that people are expecting, hey, there's a piece that you can own of this campaign, or we actually went out of our way to do this thing. Um, but there's not really like a set drop to it. Um, it just, if, if the idea is there, and it just really makes sense, we, we don't ever try to force it in. But if it's like, man, it just so seamlessly makes sense to create this thing as part of the campaign, then, then we'll do it. All right. I guess we're out of time now. Thank you so much for joining us today. And where can listeners go to find out all about what's going on at Liquid Death? Yeah, you just find uh, Liquid Death on Instagram and all the social channels and liquiddeath.com. And you can go buy it at any Whole Foods or 7-Eleven. Right, you sell it at Whole Foods. That's right, because yeah. again, it's wholesome. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's healthy. <laughs> exactly. Contradiction. Anyway, that's great. Thanks again for coming. And I'd yeah. like to thank our audio engineer, Dion Simpkins and Chris Tooks, and our producer, Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio Radio at SXM Business for information about all our programming. Thank you for listening today. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn, and this is Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.